0: What's up, and welcome into the Lead Block. Happy Friday to everyone out there. We're excited to be coming back to you from uh, the Garnet Media Group. We're in the beautiful, gracious Russell House Studios. These things look like they're built in 1933. It's like a dungeon. Yeah, <laughs> it's great though. <laughs> um, got a lot of stuff on deck for today. We're going to get into a bunch of college football. Huge weekend ahead. A lot of good games. A few NFL news. And a few picks for you at the end of the show. Um, all right, you ready to go, Matthew? Let's get going. All right, here we go. Biggest game of the week. We're gonna we're, we're gonna save South Carolina. We usually we're, we're probably gonna start with South Carolina most of the time, seeing how that's the the local team. We'll save them for a little bit right here, and we're we're, we're gonna start out in Aggie land. We got number eight, the Auburn Tigers, and Bo Nix, their freshman quarterback, heading to. College Station to take on Texas A&M. Uh, Texas A&M is actually a four-point favorite at home. A&M is ranked seventeenth in the nation right now, um, and this is this. I think we're gonna have this. We're starting to get in to the good games. This is a great week of college football. I'm excited about it. There's one game that we'll get to that I cannot wait to watch. I'm super excited for it. I think it's big game of the week. Um, but this game I think is going to be pretty good
1: Yeah they're going to be playing with it. Cal Field. What time is the kickoff I know it's the SEC West showdown But what time Kickoff is at so 3.30 probably... 3.30 They're
0: the CBS game of the week um, Yeah they. I mean The big show three th- Great Love the 3.30 kickoffs
1: Yeah Yeah most definitely Love the
0: 3.30 kickoffs It's usually If you got the game at 3.30 You're usually the only big game Going right then I can focus all on you Love CBS Talked about it a lot uh, Monday I think right, right. Um, yeah so I mean you got Brad Nessler on the call probably my favorite by play-, play guy in college football. His voice is amazing. I miss him I don't know if you remember when uh, ESPN had Brad Nestler and Todd Blacklist calling games together back they probably stopped three or four years ago when yeah. burn retired though that duo is my favorite broadcasting duo of all time for college football.
1: Did uh, Brad, Brad... No, no, no. You said Brad Nessler, Who's the other one? Todd Blackley. Didn't he used to do, like, Taste of
0: the Town or Taste yeah, of the City? he used to do a thing yeah. called Taste of the Town. I remember the two of them being in Columbia for a South Carolina game. That might have been the game that birthed Sandstorm, the Ole Miss game. Right? Yeah, yeah, I remember Ole that. Ole Miss yeah. came in, and they were number four in the nation, and they got beat by South Carolina. And the story goes that sandstorm was birthed that night um and todd went out and he went to blue marlin and i think he had shrimp and grits i mean just kind of a weird story to remember (laughs) uh, that's kind of my brain with college football It's just the one weird thing that happened in the broadcast that i tend to remember but yeah i those two are awesome um it sucks that they're apart now but i got sean mcdonough on espn who i love with Blackledge now most of the time they're they're a great duo, um, and, and I got Nestler with uh, with with my guy Gary Daniels on CBS, so they they call a good game. Love God, I just love the sound of his voice. It's like Jim Nance at the Masters. If you got Nestler calling a football game, it's a big football game. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you got two very different quarterbacks going head to head. You got Kellen Mond, an experienced guy who is going to just try to throw for 600 yards. And you've got true freshman, son of an Auburn quarterback from the 80s, I believe. Yeah. Named after Vincent Bo Jackson himself, the man, Mr. Auburn, taking the, the helm at Auburn this year and making his fourth career start. Um, I think the first time ever Auburn started a true freshman, something like yeah, that. Yeah, something ridiculous, like that just a ridiculous stat that you thought would have happened by now Uh, but yeah so it'll be interesting to see if Gus Malzahn can go in to Aggieland the 12th man and win this game in front of that ridiculous crowd it is they are the Seattle has nothing I I know the Seahawks fans like to call themselves the 12th man you have nothing compared to Kyle Field A there's like 40,000 more people that can fit Kyle Field and B, these people are going out there the night before at midnight just to scream. So what do they call it—the the Aggie yell or the midnight yeah, yell or yeah. something ridiculous? It's A and M is just full of ridiculous traditions, but I, I love it. I'm all here for it. I love heard college football. I
1: heard one of the players say that whenever a visiting team said that when you look up and you see all the color, well, the was that the maroon like going back and forth yep. It's kind of nauseating. And then plus the loudness is a great scene. Mondo is a junior, so he'll be a junior versus a freshman and yeah. Knicks. Uh, Nick's also, I think it was whenever Cam Newton's Heisman year campaign, I'm pretty sure they had the national championship or one day at Jordan Hare. And he was in the, you saw a yeah, picture of him in the stands?
0: So there's the, the infamous picture that went around a couple weeks ago after Bo Nix beat Oregon, um, which is a really cool storyline that Auburn's playing Oregon and Bo Nix's first start as a college quarterback. And Bo Nix was in the crowd near the front row whenever Auburn beat Oregon. Uh, back in what I don't know, 2010. 2010, I want to say 2010. I believe when Cam Newton was at Auburn, yeah, in the national championship game, and there's a picture of little Bo Nix with I can't remember which Auburn player it was. It It wasn't Cam. Cam. It wasn't Cam. Cam? No, it was another guy. Uh, I I can't remember who it is. Might have been a defensive guy. But um, anyway, yeah, that was just a cool story. So I mean, Bo Nix wasn't great that game. No. Um, and I really haven't watched Auburn since then. Uh, because they played Tulane the next week, and they played Kent State the week after that, so it wasn't great. Uh, it, it wasn't like they were playing great competition or I had any reason to watch Auburn. Um, they took care of business in both of those games. But, yeah, so we'll see. We'll get back to seeing how Bo Nix is really going to lead this team. I mean, he had a great fourth quarter against Oregon. Other than that, he looked like a freshman quarterback. Um, in that Oregon game, we'll really get to see him this week in the in an SEC environment where people are loud, and it is one of the loudest places in the country against a really good football team, a really good football team at A&M. Uh,
1: last week, the Auburn Tigers piled up 633 yards against Kent State. But like you said, it is Kent State. Saban's alma mater. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it is same And uh, Edelman? Yep, element too. too. but yeah, like you said, We're I think I think that first uh, game being in Cowboy Stadium will help them kind of, you know, like the pressure. It, obviously, it's not gonna be the same thing yeah, playing away, that was big but it's stage. A new, yeah, it's huge stage. It's like a top game. Uh, what was it? Saturday it was the, night, it was the best game, game of the
0: week. It was like the only really good game that week, which is. Ridiculous to think that the NCA was like, oh, let's have a bunch of crappy games at the beginning of the year, except for one.
1: Yeah, I was thinking like, did they think? Well, obviously, whenever they probably scheduled this game, they didn't even know about Daniel Jones. But I was like, okay, if Daniel Jones would have still been at Duke, then that Alabama game would have been somewhat better. But with him being gone, it was like this is a waste of yeah. a spot. Yeah,
0: they're, yeah, yeah. They probably scheduled that game six years ago. Yeah, so they didn't even know um, somebody was coming.
1: That was the best. Well, Daniel Jones has been like the best. What well, I'm gonna say, best prospect. But I remember that Duke we'll get team. To do you Jones remember?
0: In a Got some, got a cool, spill for him. Got some cool, cool stuff. Did
1: you remember whenever Florida State played Duke? I think in the ACC championship, maybe about three years back. Yeah. that was the best uh, Duke team I've seen since then.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, Duke is. They had a good team a couple of years ago. Yeah, but the only good teams they have had before them was back in the late '80s with with my guy Steve Spurrier. That's what my I was Favorite football coach Steve Spurrier. Um, did they win ACC championship? They there? sure did. Yeah, okay. uh, they they sure did. I cannot remember the year, um, but if you if you've never seen um, Spurrier's SEC story, Kenny Chesney narrates it. It's it goes through his Duke days and his Florida days, um, and, and his South Carolina days a lot as well. Uh, that's kind of cool. You don't you don't get to hear about Spurrier's duke days as much yeah because it's obviously it's florida days over like they surpass his duke days as, yeah. he, he won a national championship down there uh and he played there so was his alma mater so th- but yeah hearing about spurrier at duke is, is really cool but uh yeah we'll get back to a little to a&m here but yeah i i don't know what, what do you think who you got who you got in a&m and auburn what you think's gonna happen
1: I'm going to go ahead. I really don't like to uh, pick against Jimbo Fish. I think he's going to build a really good program out there at uh, A&M. I'm going to say they win at home. I think Auburn's competitive, but I think he has the uh, he's the, um, the head up over Gus Malzahn.
0: Yeah, if you're Gus Malzahn, you better win this game. Oh, yeah. You better win this game. Auburn, Auburn I've seen rumors on message boards in the SEC right now that Auburn uh, boosters. Yeah. Couldn't find the word. Uh, boosters are, are wrangling up money to pay his buyout, <laughs> a- a- and it's been coming. And he has a ridiculous buyout, but they've had it. You know they they you, they have to keep up with Bama, and for the most part, until Gus Malzahn is, he's had a couple bad seasons. They have kept up with Alabama since you know right before when since when Chiz- when Chizik got there. You know they they've pretty obviously they haven't won as many national titles as Bama had, but they have been competitive with Alabama in the Iron Bowl every year, yeah, and they haven't been that far behind them. Now, you, you can't compare their run like, uh, Auburn and Nick Saban's run at the same time. You, you can't compare it. Nick Saban's just far and away better. But, Auburn has been not that far behind Alabama a lot of years. They just haven't been able to hold the consistency um, that that Alabama has obviously, and I don't think any other team will ever be able to do uh yeah, Nick Saban's an outlier. That's, yeah, yeah, you, you, you can't compare it to yourself. Speaking of Saban, what is it? They're playing Southern Miss this week. That's giving me, give me something better.
1: Uh I hate that, but you know, Alabama, you remember uh, I think we might have already talked about this, but whenever Nick said we we play anybody if they could get them to play. Yeah. So
0: I I agree with him. I I agree with him. I mean, if you're if you're Saban, you're Alabama, you're looking at your schedule, your, your 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 scheduling games two or three seasons from now. Look, you don't know who's going to be good, who's going to be bad. You can kind of play the powerhouse schools if they want to play you, but why not just schedule Southern Miss? You're gonna have a good enough resume to make the college football playoff anyway. If you win all games, um, it would be a lot cooler to see them play someone of a bigger caliber, yeah, uh, instead of Southern Miss on their off weeks or on their non-SEC weeks, but. Yeah. I I don't know. And I do think Alabama they better tighten up that defense.
1: They really should. I really hate Zelensky
0: didn't look that bad last week against Alabama. He looked pretty good, you know, for a lot of that game. So
1: you get a veteran quarterback and some receivers that make some plays and it could get interesting.
0: Yeah, I think when Auburn gets into the to the scu- right now, if L S U played Auburn, I believe L S U is more ready. Yes. Or excuse me, Alabama, not Auburn. I, I think L S U is more ready. I think so, too. But I, that That's going to be a great game, and hopefully LSU can keep it rolling so we get a little undefeated matchup there uh, as we get farther into the season. Speaking of LSU, they're up at, in Nashville this week playing Vanderbilt um, at noon on the SEC Network. Uh, that'll that'll be a blowout. LSU will probably win by 80. Um,
1: <laughs> don't know if Vanderbilt will score.
0: <laughs> no, I don't. Their defense is good. Their offense is good. I don't know what else to say about LSU. I love Coach O. Everybody loves Coach O. If you don't love Coach O, you don't like football. Um, and the other noon game, or one of the other two noon games we have in the SEC this week, uh, really interesting. Tennessee is going to, and we didn't talk about this Monday as much as I would like to. Um, Tennessee is going to Florida. Now, Tennessee almost had to just, give up their football program two weeks ago <laughs> after losing to BYU, after losing to Georgia State. Shout out Sean Elliott. Also, my BYU guy.
1: Uh, running back from USC. Is that BYU? Yep. What's his name?
0: Yeah, uh, Tyson, um, Tyson Williams. Tyson Williams. Yep, shout out to him. Great game against Tennessee. Um, but yeah, so Tennessee goes down to Gainesville this week. Uh, I want Tennessee to win this football game.
1: Oh, but yeah, that would be crazy for Florida to get knocked out the top ten by Jeremy Pruitt and his and company.
0: Look, I, I I'm I want not going to level with you here. I get the the whole, you know, journalistic side of running a radio or podcast um, to, to get into radio. But, look, if you don't want Tennessee to cause chaos, <laughs> this, if you are not a Florida fan, you should be rooting for Tennessee this week to just cause absolute chaos. <laughs> Because it's coming one of these weeks. It happens in the SEC every year. It's coming. And here's why. Tennessee, absolute garbage football team. Yeah. But they responded last week in the way that they had to. They beat Chattanooga about 59 points or something, whatever it was. Some ridiculous number. A shutout. Now, Florida is, in my opinion garbage right they are not a they are not the number nine team in the nation they should not be you're you cannot sit here and tell me that there are only eight other teams in the nation that can beat florida that's that's just wrong I, i don't believe it there are so many teams behind florida in the top 25 that i think if florida played even if florida played them in the swamp they would lose because they are not ready they are not playing well and I'm tired of seeing Florida get pushed so hard. And I have nothing against Florida. <laughs> I, I know it sounds right now like I do. Some of my favorite football players, I mean, my favorite coach of all time is Steve Spurrier. And my favorite quarterback of all time is Tim Tebow. And those two are far and away my favorites. You know, my guys, that both went to Florida. I have nothing against you, Florida. But you stink. You're not as good as what you say you are. So uh, we're going to find out how Florida handles Tennessee. Now, Florida goes out and rolls 50 on Tennessee and doesn't give up more than 10 points, okay. I'll take Florida. You can give me Florida being number nine. Even if Tennessee is this bad, yeah, I get it. They just lost to Georgia State. But you still have to – it's still an SEC opponent. Like You better come ready to play. Yeah, because you
1: got SEC talent on both sidelines.
0: Yeah, you're right. And the talent at Tennessee is lacking right now, but uh, it's talent nonetheless. And we're going to see how Florida handles it. Um, I I don't know. I I really want Tennessee to win this football (laughs) game. Because I think it'll be nuts, and then no one will know what to say about Tennessee Monday. It'll be insane. Um, so that's the other noon game in the SEC. The last noon game is Cal, who's ranked 23rd, going to Ole Miss. Interesting game, to say the least. I don't. I think if they're in California, Ole Miss gets absolutely trashed. I don't really know how good Cal is. I haven't been able to watch them this year, um, but I, I mean, I looked at them a little. Uh, today, you know, as I'm looking at games, I'm kind of looking through the SEC. I see Cal. I'm like, oh, Cal's sneaking up there in the rankings. Look at them a little. We'll see. I, Cal will probably win this game because just because Ole Miss is not very good. Yeah. Um. And, and Matt Luke, if you're an Ole Miss fan and you think Matt Luke is the answer, no offense to Matt Luke, Matt Luke, you're not ready to play SEC ball yet. You're not the answer. Um. They're they're going to Ole Miss is going to be bad. Yeah. For yeah. a while. Um, Ever
1: since they got them sanctions and whatever, I really liked Hugh Freeze, unfortunately. I love he Hugh was Freeze. doing with his, you know, he's at Liberty now, right? Yes. yes. He's at Liberty he now. He's coaching
0: him. in that some kind of special crazy. wheelchair every week after being in a hospital bed week one because he had a, a, a staph infection somewhere in his body, I think on his back.
1: The fact uh, that this man is coaching in the, like, has a hospital bed in the booth says everything you need to know about college football in the South.
0: Yeah. And that's mean, Virginia. That's Yeah. Co- coaches, uh, I, yeah, we we wish him the best. We'll see. I I really hope he does well at Liberty. I I want I want him back in a in a big time program somewhere, and it's gonna have to be in the South. I, Florida State. Look you out. know, actually,
2: wouldn't
1: be that wouldn't be too
0: Florida bad. State Taggart's gone. Oh, well, speaking of, we'll, we'll get to this in a second. Let's go back to let's go back to Old Miss for just a second. Um, yeah, I I don't see. I don't think it's gonna be a decent game, but I think Cal probably wins by. Ten points minimum. I mean, Ole Miss lost to Memphis, so yeah. not a Memphis. is a terrible team. Ole Memphis should not be playing that good against Ole Miss. So, so we'll, we'll see. Um,
1: Something to think about right here too is a uh, Pac
0: twelve team coming to play the SEC, and you know
1: they hear all these things about the Pac twelve isn't really anything compared to the SEC. They aren't, and so they'll be flying across the country. That's a that's a good little flight from California to uh, Mississippi. Watch out for teams
0: traveling east. Don't bet on Cal. Don't don't bet on Cal don't if you're a better do not touch this game trap <laughs> this is oh yeah Cal will win by 40 or oh Cal's flying all the way east no way they're gonna win do not bet on this game put your money on another game Yeah, uh, we'll give you some better picks later don't 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 touch this one um, and the last thing about Cal is, do
1: you remember whenever they, I think, I know Deshaun Jackson was that team. At one point they had creeped up to like a number four team in the country.
0: Hey, there have been some, some dudes that are graduating from Cal. It
1: is crazy. that It's like, wow, did Marshawn, Marsha Aaron, and, and Deshaun all play on the same team? Or they played uh, different time?
0: No, I think Marshawn played a little later, and, and I'm not sure. Um, I don't think they played on some. They might have overlapped. I think I think Aaron Rodgers was a little earlier.
1: Because I remember watching uh, – Jared Goff's
0: fresh out of Cal. Two, yeah, yeah. Like, so.
1: But I remember watching Deshaun Jackson because used, Cal used to play Tennessee. Yes. On like the opening I used to watch that game Deshaun, I
0: think Two or three Four years in a row there. Yeah like a home
1: and home series yep. Deshaun Jackson my favorite, One of my favorite College football players ever He I never realized in college That he was that small Cause he looked kind of big small With dude. the all white yeah, yeah. And then he's like He gets to the uh, What was that The Eagles I'm like what well, He's like 5'10 yeah,
0: He goes up to that NFL height And, and weight there Yeah and yeah Makes him look even smaller Exactly Um, I think he's out For a couple weeks With an injury Yeah he uh, was Two weeks I believe Um yeah, let's go let's go back and revisit the slot I just had a second ago. Uh with, with where where I sneaked into Hugh Freeze, Florida State. I saw a tweet this week from and let me pull this thing up. It is this uh this young lady who goes to um or I guess she's a Florida alum. Uh let's see, here we go. Her name is Ainsley Lee. Uh Florida Gator. So she obviously works for the university or some media company covering the university. Um, she tweets this week, I just told Steve Spurrier, my dad is an FSU fan, and while I anticipated getting slapped upside the head with the paper he had rolled up in his hand, instead he said, tell your dad Taggart is a great coach, and hashtag FSU should offer him a 10-year extension. Hilarious. <laughs> this is why I love Steve Spurrier. Hilarious. This is why we need Steve Spurrier back in football. So he can please, Dan Mullen, quit doing your press conferences. Let Steve Spurrier talk for you. No yeah. offense, Dan. You're you're boring. Um give me Steve. This is this is great. Uh and I love the Florida fans in the comments saying ten years, make it lifetime. Keep Taggart, <laughs> Taggart there. Taggart is not working out. And he can't in my if I'm an SF FSU fan, excuse me he there's no way he can turn this thing around now it's done it's over get rid of it and uh but i also don't know who you're gonna hire do you do you take a shot on hugh freeze a guy like hugh freeze someone who's got a little something to prove or do you maybe sneak down to boca and take her out on the lane train bring that thing up to? oh god no bring, oh god, bring no. the lane train up to, <laughs> up to up the up to uh, the Seminole country and see how it goes i don't Tiger's got to be gone after this year. I, I just don't see him yeah, going well. They're I,
1: garbage football team. I would love to see um, if Hugh Freeze can get it together, and uh, I would love to see if he can make his way to Florida State because I don't know. If, hopefully, he could recruit and stuff legally. But if he can, it, <laughs> <laughs> if he can, he could get that program. I'll never forget when they played Texas A and M one time. I was at uh, I was at Texas A and M. And, you know, they did a little motivational post. And so, anyway, he told his team, he says, like, 100,000 of them and, like, 98 of us not like our chances. And I know that got the team, like, through the roof. Yeah. Yeah, I love it
0: Yeah, those teams were fun to watch.
1: Yeah, exactly. What was it? Evan Ingram, Robert Dicci, his brother. Yeah, uh, they had some guys. Yeah, some guys. It. Laquan Those, Trebles. Defenses,
0: those defensive, end, uh, defensive lines were stacked. Treadwell. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Treadwell snapping his ankle or whatever in that Auburn game his senior year yeah. broke my heart. That was, yeah, tough tough to watch.
1: Great time to be um, in Mississippi Oxford, right?
0: Yep, that's in Oxford. All right, so we'll move on from from Ole Miss Ole Miss talk uh, and and Florida State trash talk here. Uh, <laughs> other other SEC game this week that's going to be good: Kentucky and Mississippi State. Um, Mississippi State just lost at home. Um, and, and and we're gonna see how it goes this week. We can Kentucky also both these teams just lost at home. Kentucky lost just a just a dumb game that they should not have lost against um, Florida at home. They really played better than Florida a lot of the game, except for the last minute, which is the pretty important part. Like I just alluded to, Mississippi State also lost at home to Kansas State, and they just didn't. Kansas State just kind of. Felt like they had, they were just wanted it more. I don't know. Um, do you
1: like uh, Miss? Uh, do you like Kentucky's head coach? How uh, he's rebuilt that program? Yeah, uh, Stoops. Yeah, yeah. yeah Stoops. He was at Florida so, State before. Yeah.
0: Right? Um. Yeah, and his the Stoops football family is just incredible. So, yeah, I. It's weird to me that he has chosen to stay in Kentucky, uh, because Kentucky is not a place that you're gonna get the guys that you can get at. Uh, any other school in the SEC or any other school in the Big 12 or most schools. In the yeah, it's a basketball school. Yeah, it's just not what you – but the fact that he finished a Kentucky team in the top ten and beat Penn State, a football powerhouse, traditional powerhouse, in a big bowl game last year is incredible. And Let's not pretend like Kentucky just got good last year. Kentucky has been a good football team. For the last four or five years, yeah. but they've been that team. They had they before last year. They were that team that could sneak up on you and bite you. Last year they were the team. <laughs> they, they were like we're gonna bite everybody, last and, and they didn't quite get them all. But they had a great, great season. Now they gotta they gotta keep going here. They need to win this game. They really do. Yeah, and, and I don't believe in Mississippi State. I, they have not played well. They have not shown me a single thing all year that says. Yeah, we can go out and uh, and we can beat Kentucky, so we'll, we'll see how that one goes. Uh, I believe Mississippi State is favored in this game. Uh, yes, they are. Mississippi State is a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. Um, yeah, I, I don't – well – Yeah, that's going to be one of my picks of the week.
1: One thing that kind of surprised me about Mississippi State was I'm pretty sure last year they had three players drafted in the first round.
0: Yeah. So they are
1: developing talent, like seriously, over
0: there. And and obviously – Those are still some of Mullen's guys, though. Now Uh, they've got – Yeah, yeah. I think that was the last class of Mullen maybe. Maybe he's got one more class to come out of Mississippi State. But, yeah, Joe Moorhead, I don't – came from UCLA. It was just an interesting move when Mississippi State made that move. But I'm not gonna discredit him yet. I think Mississippi State will be a good team. There, Dan Mullen has proven you can win there. Yeah. So, they can win there. Um, we're we're just gonna have to see how they do going forward. I I, I really like Kentucky plus seven and a half. I, I think Kentucky's got. I think Kentucky can win this game. Um, and this game is where, did you say? It is in uh, Stark Vegas, Starkville, down in Mississippi. Where they
1: do the Cowbells?
0: Yeah, Cowbells going wild. If you've never watched a Mississippi State game on TV, go ahead, tune in this weekend. Uh, a, it's going to be a great game, 4 o'clock SEC Network. Um, B, their fans are nutty with those Cowbells, and it is annoying as all get out when they're playing your team, but if yes. they aren't, man, it's it's fun to watch. Um, and, and the other... Before we get to the big, the big matchup, the big SEC kind of team this week, we got to watch. We got San Jose State going to Arkansas um, at 7:30 on the SEC Network, which is just gonna. I'm just could not even care less about this football game. Arkansas, you're getting there. I believe in Arkansas. I believe Chad Morris will get them straight. San Jose State, I don't ever care to watch you play football. No offense. Um, I don't know. It Probably won't be that great of a game. I think Arkansas is like a 22-point favorite. Um, this game will kind of get their confidence going yeah, to I, I get think ready Arkansas, for – Arkansas will win. And then they'll
1: get ready for Jimbo next week.
0: Yeah, and they're going to need a lot of help. <laughs> um, Let's move on to the team right here in Columbia. Uh, in Columbia, South Carolina, they head to Columbia, Missouri this week to play the Missouri Tigers. Um. At four o'clock on the SEC Network alternate channel, um, j- just look on your TV. You have it somewhere. If you have the SEC Network, just find the SEC Network alternate channel. Um, if you
1: can't go to your local bar; there'll be there'll yeah, somebody. J- j- just
0: just go somewhere. You- you'll find the game. Don't freak out. I, a lot of people freaked out about it being on the alternate channel this week. Just turn your TV on and find the game. It's not <laughs> that hard. You got just just want football a little more, and it'll get to you. Um. All right. So the Cox are heading on to take on the Tigers. Missouri is a nine and a half point favorite. I I don't know how I feel about that. I think that's about right. I was expecting the line to be about minus seven, uh, Missouri. So it's a few points higher than than I thought it would be. Um we'll see. Kelly Bryant is obviously the quarterback at, at Missouri, had a great game last week or two weeks ago against West Virginia. Um I mean he had a great week last week too. They played Southeastern Missouri, they beat they won fifty to nothing. Um but they did get, they got smoked at Wyoming on the road to open the season, Hurry did. And, and the thing that I found interesting sitting in Will Muschamp's press conference this week is he talked about playing at Wyoming when he was at Texas. And he said he was always told, oh, that's a myth, that's a myth. Just push these guys, just play harder, play harder, play harder. And he said, you can believe that's a myth all you want. But when I looked at my guys after the second drive, and I'm saying, son, why aren't you running harder, playing faster? You can do this. And he's saying, coach, I'm dead. I can't breathe. So
1: had the elevation issue around
0: Elevation in Wyoming. He said he had five guys throwing up in the first half of that game, Ooh, which man. I found to be really interesting. That was a great story uh, by Muschamp this week in his presser. Um, yeah, so that's a real thing. So we'll see how much. He, he said he believes that's the reason Missouri lost. I think Missouri just got caught looking the other way. They weren't ready for that game. Missouri is a much better team, I think, than Wyoming. Um, we'll see. We'll see how how South Carolina does and, and Holinsky does. Um, this is this is a big game for South Carolina. This is a must-win. Um, these are the kind of games that will keep Will Muschamp his job. Yeah. Now I've said before I don't think he'll get fired just because of the contract payout, but I think this will keep him happy, fans happy with him. Um, so so this is a big big game for him. But I, I do think that uh, that that Will Muschamp and the Gamecocks are going to make it a close one?
1: I'll tell you what, it's kind of crazy to think about. USC has not beaten an SEC East opponent since last year when we played Vanderbilt. So this fan base, will be, like you said, if you will lose the fan base, I think, again. You kind of regained them last week yep. with that Helensky. It's like you will lose them if you lose them, uh, to Missouri because then, like I said, you start looking at the schedule and it gets real competitive. Like not, But one thing to think about is USC is always, Muschamp has really been able to um, – Find a way to beat Missouri. And I think Kelly Bryant Kelly Bryant's only played USC, obviously, once. And so he's probably going to rile up those guys, make sure they're ready to go. I don't know. It's going to be a good one. I hope – and I feel like – nobody has told me this, but I feel like those USC coaches have really been down Jemias' back and definitely the secondary as a whole. Yeah.
0: My chair talked about Jemias a little in his press conference this week, and what he said was, you know, Jemias has not performed well. Yeah. Um, but – the coaching staff has worked with Jamias, and he said it's not look, it's not just Jamias. Yeah. The unit has not played good, and it makes Jamias look bad when he gets burnt. But who knows the confusion that's being called in the unit, and Jamias is already being, you know, given the wrong signal or someone's doing the wrong thing. So it makes him look bad. We don't always know as fans um, of the game when we're watching on, but uh, from, from what I've seen, Jamias does not look good this year. So, <clears throat> excuse me. We'll see how he does. Um, but yeah, that was a good that was a good point you bring up there because I, I don't I'm we're gonna have to watch him this week because those DBs look a little shaky right now. I look for and I also look for Missouri's
1: linebackers watching the film this week to definitely be put heavy emphasis on making sure Muse doesn't get to the ball because Muse has been a, a heavy target throughout the. Uh, First, well, first couple games of this season and also probably put a lot of attention on what well, you really can't do it on all but, uh, between shy and brian and then but you really has one could say as a really complete offense if you think about it because the run yeah. game is pretty well with uh rico davis then you got Dottom. brian yeah doubt my bad dotto then you got brian shy who's on the other outside jc no, no, not JC. Uh, van. Six, six, Van. Yep, so it's gosh, like, okay, man. there you go. So we got balance attack, a quarterback, and then you have a uh, running back in Feaster, and then like I said, Dado. So yeah, you
0: got two really good running backs. Um, one two punch. Yeah, a great one two punch. If um, I mean they're, I don't, they're one of the best one two punches. And Florida's got some fast guys. Yeah. They can't complete with George's backs, DeAndre Swift, and those guys, but. Um, this is a great duo they got here. And South Carolina's had pretty good running backs over the last three or four years. Like we mentioned earlier, Tyson Williams was here. Rico has been great when he's been healthy. Um, I I really want to see him stay healthy all season so we can get a full season of Rico Dowell. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Feaster adds that extra element. Um, I mean, like you've heard a million times now, if you're a South Carolina fan, Feaster really helps your football team. Yeah. And he is a really good running back. So... Um, I saw this. I saw this stat about Holinsky this week. Uh, yesterday, quickest SEC quarterback to pull the trigger on average, Ryan Holinsky. Yeah. Of the four, uh, fourteen quarterbacks in the SEC, Ryan Holinsky pulls the trigger the quickest, and average one point seven nine seconds of him getting the ball out from the time of the snap. Slowest quarterback is Guarantano, who is at um, jeez, I think he's at. Kentucky, right? I want to make sure. Well, I while you're
1: that. trying to figure that out, so what that tells me is that Helensky does an excellent job, probably doing his homework pregame. I mean, like you know, before the game, the, throughout the week before, so he's probably making really good pre-snap reads. So therefore, when the ball snapped, he can go ahead and read the coverage and he, the, he knows where. My
0: bad, I knew it was a terrible
1: Tennessee. Game. Oh, that explains a lot. But yeah, so he's getting his pre-snap <laughs> reads done early on. So therefore, once the ball snapped, he's checking on where the safeties and the corners are. He's able to get the ball to his targets, which also probably tells me that this offseason he probably spent a lot of times with the uh, receivers and obviously running backs and tight ends preparing to be the number 1 guy just in case something happened. Dude, I'm
0: that was my thing when Helensky, watching him against the Charleston Southern game and the Charleston Southern game. The thing I was most impressed by was his release of the football and he looked ready to go. He knew where he was going. He was checking, he was said, I got this guy throw it to him, get rid of it. Don't hold on to the ball forever. Yeah. We see quarterbacks, young quarterbacks especially do that a lot. And you can't hold on to the ball forever. You're going to get hit. Yeah. You can get that ball out in under two seconds. You might not get hit. You limit the amount because now that hit, if you hold on the ball for two-tenths of a second longer, even if you get it out, you can take a hit and it not be a penalty. You get it out two-tenths of a second faster, now that that hit is giving you 15 yards. So he's getting hit less, which is good. It's helping him a lot. And Um, probably
1: also after they reshuffled the offensive line, he probably has full confidence in the guys in front of him.
0: Yeah, I, I believe he does. So,
1: between that and him doing the pre-snap reads and knowing the playbook,
0: she's a good guy. So, Decarion spoke, the other Decarion Joiner spoke uh, at uh, Tuesday at South Carolina's football press conference um, a little. And he was what he was saying to the media was that uh, this team, he said he was asked if he thinks Alinsky's kind of stepped up or anything, changed since he's got the role. He said, no, I don't think Alinsky's changed at all. He's like, That dude can ball, but he's become, he said he's become a little more vocal now. He's become a starter. He said, but this team really believes in him. He said, we believe in him, and he's our guy, so they're going to follow him. And that speaks just so much volumes about, A, to carry on Joiner, the kind of guy he is to say, hey, this is my guy. I'm happy for him unless I want to see him win. And and it says things about the other guys like, hey, we, we are happy to be with Helensky. We believe in this guy. And it's um, it's cool to see, and, and to carry on, man. Listening to that kid talk the other day, I have so much respect for him. Um, just him talking about his teammates and how he's fully accepted the role he's in. I tweeted out a video earlier this week of him saying, uh, you know, I um, that that he someone asked him about the grind of everyday practice and stuff and multiple positions. He said, yeah, it's a grind. He said, it. and sometimes it's rough. He said, but "I know I can do this, and I need to do this." He said, it's it. "He said I think it says a lot about me that I'm trying to do this, and I want to be wherever I can be to help this football team." And, and that's just the kind of guy to carry on. Has been and look, he's he's willing to do whatever he can do to help this team. And he was asked about Holinski and, and how much is he? What does he feel about not being on the field all the time? And he's saying, "Look, if my boys are eating, I'm eating." right and he's so happy to just support this team and it was so cool to me to see how much he cared about I just want to win and he said, if these guys can get out there, I don't care who we do it with. He said, I really want to be a part of this team but even if I'm not on the field, I want I want these guys to win every single down. And, so, with, I, and with, I think it just says a lot about him.
1: With him being a quarterback, too, in this day and age, it's kind of rare to find a guy that doesn't mind sticking around. Yeah. And because most people thought as soon as he wasn't named the, the backup guy that he was going to transfer out, but he stayed in. Him and also – He believes
0: in himself a lot.
1: Yeah, he's a very self-confident guy. And I feel like if you're very self-confident, then you're able to withstand that. Otherwise, you might go, okay, let me go ahead and get out of here into the portal, just like you've seen many quarterbacks do in many other schools. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, and I don't know, I, th- I thought it was really, um, I thought it just showed a lot about De'Carion's uh, character. I want to mention this about, I saw this other stat on Twitter today. So, Will Muschamp mentioned stopping, this is from Mike Gillespie of ABC Columbia. His tweet says, Will Muschamp had mentioned stopping explosive uh, plays is one of his main concerns this week. Looking at defensive numbers, through three games, South Carolina has allowed 21 plays of 20-plus yards, 8 plays of 30-plus yards, 4 plays of 40-plus yards, 1 of 50-plus, 1 of 60-plus, 1 of 70-plus, 1 of 80-plus. South Carolina is ranked about 100th in most of these categories. That is not you. That says... A a lot about your DBs, so you're giving up sixty-seven, the eighty-yard plays.
1: It's kind of embarrassing, honestly, it and is, also to be the
0: DBs coach, like to be the coach. that Was at
1: T-Rob? Uh, he's sitting there, like y'all, y'all making me look bad, and he knows that his scheme works because it's worked at places before. Yeah. you know, he always kind of goes a must champ, like at Florida. Florida was considered DBU when they were there. So yeah, I
0: mean, yeah, they had a great defense down there.
1: So it's like we know the scheme works. Is y'all got to be in the places where you're supposed to be? I've heard one thing that I've heard about the. Um, well, no, because that wouldn't really make any sense. A lot of the guys say that Mushamps and t Rob's defense can be very complex. As a matter of fact, I knew a defensive back that transferred out of here this past year, and he was like the amount of pre-snap things. Sometimes guys don't get the call and things of that nature, but a, this is a performance business. You've got to make it happen.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, it's, for for those guys, yeah, it's complicated, but it's SEC football. Yeah. I mean, you're not playing division or 3A high school Division six playing, you know, no one cares Creek on a Friday night in the right, middle right. of cornfield. <laughs> I mean, you're playing in front of eighty thousand people every Saturday. So yeah, you got to make. I mean, it's complicated. You got to figure it out
1: <laughs> in a hurry. Yeah,
0: and absolutely. And, and I think Must Jump trusts his guys out there, but I think he also knows um, that they just got to be better. Yeah. At, at, at doing this. So here we go. All right, biggest game of the week. Oh, let's get to these other two games. Uh, mostly college football today is what we're going to have. Um, It's just a huge week. Uh, number 10, Utah at Southern Cal. That is tonight, if you were listening to this, Friday night uh, at 9 o'clock. A, love Pac-12. Keep giving me Friday night football games. It's awesome. I don't know why no one's ever done it before. I don't watch high school football. I don't want to see it on ESPN. There's three or four guys I want to watch, and the rest of them just – frankly, aren't very good at football. No right. offense to them, they're high school kids. They're 16, 17, maybe 18 years old. It's just how it goes. Yeah, it, it, they're just not that good yet. I mean, I don't want to see toddlers on my TV playing football either. <laughs> no offense to those, to those guys. I love going to high school football games. Don't want to see it on TV. Anyway, so Pac-12, keep giving me that. Utah is favored by four points at Southern Cal. Southern Cal is a pretty decent football team. Utah has an outside chance to make it to the college football playoff this year. They better go beat Southern Cal by 10, 12 points. They better do it. And I believe they can. Utah has had a great football team over the last five, six, seven years. Um they've been on a run. This is the best Utah like run they've had since when Urban Meyer was there like yeah. a way earlier. Yeah, they're they're they this is a good football team. They, they have got to win this game. This game is very important to them. And, and Southern Cal, the AD just left, whatever, quit, fired. I think I believe he just resigned. They um, also
1: lost their starting quarterback, I think, week one. Yeah. So now they're playing back. Interesting thing about Southern Cal. So I'm going to go off subject. I'm going to get you back. You're good. No, go ahead. So, they were saying when Urban Meyer retired again, one of the insiders, they were talking about some Colin Calhoun, was like, there's one place that they feel like Urban Meyer. Yeah, the it's USC. I would, if Urban Meyer went to USC, that would just make my life. Like, I really would love to see him rejuvenate. Because, you know, Urban Meyer goes places and turns a program around quickly.
0: Yeah, he does. He absolutely
1: does. But, um, Willis, so I don't think, I think because of the health complications, he might actually sit this thing out for I
0: don't. I you don't. think he's going to be back? Urban, you're full of crap. You, He wants to coach so bad, and he sucks on TV. Oh, he does? I am tired of people saying, oh, Irvin's on TV, let's turn the TV on. Here is a guy who notoriously has given crappy press conferences because he's just not that kind of guy. And now you put him on TV on Fox every weekend, and you expect me to be happy about watching this schlub on TV just kind of mope around and say, oh, yeah, they've got a pretty good football team. And back when we played them, blah, 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 back when I was, blah, blah, blah. I don't care. I don't care. I don't want to see you on my TV unless you are on the sideline of a football game, which is exactly where he will be in less than 18 months. I can guarantee you Urban Meyer will be coaching football next fall. And I don't know if it will be at Southern Cal, but it will be somewhere because he can't (laughs) live without football. And, yeah, he has a brain aneurysm or some – I don't want to say that. He has a brain – it is a blood clot problem, I believe. Yeah, 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 It is very serious. But I can guarantee you Irvin will die on a football field if his wife will agree to let him go coach again. So you see And, and I think that's what – and, yeah, and I'm not blaming his wife for pressuring him. That's not at all what I'm trying to do. It, you know, if um, a person I'm married to for 30, 40 years is having something – uh, caused by stress and, and quitting their job or retiring from their job and doing something else can extend their lifetime. I am going to try to also keep them <laughs> from doing that. I do not blame her, but please for the rest of America, just let him go coach because <laughs> I know he wants to do it and, and he sucks at TV. He stinks at it. Get off of my TV urban, get on a sideline. But, Yes, uh, back to Utah. (laughs) Back to Utah and Southern Cal. I I think Utah will probably win this game. Um, The other big game uh, in in kind of outside the SEC this week: uh, number eleven Michigan at number three, uh, number thirteen, excuse me, Wisconsin. Wisconsin is favored by three and a half points. They're at Camp Randall. Beautiful place. Love Madison. Beautiful college town. Here is. My problem with this game, I do not trust either of these teams to win. <laughs> Michigan's
1: offense has got to get together. They are supposed to, they're supposed to be one of their best offensive teams. They have great receivers on the outside, Sheep, Patterson, and they just can't put this thing together.
0: Dude, I don't – I can. I cannot trust Wisconsin to win a football game. You cannot trust Wisconsin to win a football game. They will get to or near the Big Ten Championship every year, but they will be 10-2. and two. They will win a lot. They will be a really good team, but they will not win the ones they need to win. So it's going to be – I just – I don't know what's going to happen here. Harbaugh better get it together up there in, uh, in Ann Arbor too. Um, so what's your pick on this one? I, I don't I don't know. I would just stay away from this game at all. I, I want to say Wisconsin can do it, but I just don't – I don't fully believe in them. And they've got Barry Alvarez, a great coach. They're, you know, I just, I want to see Wisconsin win uh, because there's nothing like the Ohio State fans to just attack Jim Harbaugh on Twitter the next day. <laughs> and <laughs> Twitter is really excellent. It's, <laughs> it's a great thing. It's great. And they call him out for everything that Michigan <laughs> fans say he isn't, but he kind of is. Um, and I don't generally like Ohio State fans. I think generally they're not a great group of people. Right. Um, just because they're, they think Ohio State is the the, best the, thing the, the Ohio State really funny to see their copyright on the rejected the decline, this week. yeah yeah so just scratch that off your sign Ohio State fans take a seat um but yeah i don't know it, it's we'll see we'll see i that is going to be a fun game to watch though and it's going to be classic big 10 football that is why i love watching Wisconsin because it is rough it is punt punt fumble punt yeah punt, yeah field definitely goal, punt fumble <laughs> It is old-school football, and they just got big boys up front, and they are just running north and south, and it is great to see. And I love watching Wisconsin play football. So
1: you think a low-scoring affair?
0: I I think they'll probably score. I look, You're probably looking at, like, I mean, low-scoring in college football is under 30 points. Yeah, yeah. So, points. And I think that's about what you'll see. You'll probably see, you know, 24, 27. Somebody might get to 35. So we'll see. But what do I hope for? I hope it rains. I hope the weather is miserable. I hope it's way too cold for September, and I hope it's ten to seven.
2: Because
0: that that's Big Ten football? That I love that kind of Big Ten football. Uh, going, coming back to the state of South Carolina, UNC Charlotte is playing number one Clemson. Another just cupcake for Clemson. Big surprise there. Uh, Clemson's forty-one point favorite. Still probably win by eighty-seven. Um, Hearing in Dabo, say UNC Charlotte's the best team they played all year is a joke.
1: Dabo really kind of kills his accreditation. He says stuff like that because people sometimes be like, okay, like we understand that you have to like you know talk good things about your opponent, but then when you start saying stuff like that, it's like, all right, Dabo. All Dabo, right, the,
0: Dabo. The amount that the media kisses Dabo's behind it <laughs> drives me nuts. Drives me nuts. Clemson is a great football team. They are a great program over the last five years. They've had a lot of good players come out of there. And, and but this whole Dabo it thing just drives me insane. The guy just like I mean yeah he has fun in his press conferences. That is kind of relieving to see it not be so intense. And yeah that's a lot easier to do when you're winning 15 games in a 15 game yeah. year. Um, they haven't lost in two years. And, and it's very different from say here at South Carolina, where you've got a coach who is a a very intense dude and b struggling to keep his job yes it it is is. intense in there on on a tuesday but when you walk into clemson's facilities it is all sunshines and rainbows Dabo just says some stupid stupid stuff (laughs) and he doesn't get ridiculed for it like he should (laughs) but you're here to do that he's just he just says some dumb 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 things and that's just stupid that is so disrespectful to jimbo fisher who he just played two weeks ago who is the only good team that Clemson will play in this regular season? I'm sorry, South Carolina, <laughs> you you are not good at football right now. Um, we'll see how you can turn this around, and they uh, that's it. You that is just so disrespectful, to Jimbo, uh, Jimbo Fisher. And yeah, I get how you don't wanna you don't wanna say like, oh, you know, we, uh, we we're playing some scrub this week. Obviously, <laughs> that's not the message you want to give your team. But to say this is the best team you've played all year. Coach, if, come on! If you don't like Dabo, you're really gonna hate Dabo. How, how do you think, as a player, you does that motivate you at all? Because I'm just gonna laugh. I'm like, Coach, are you serious? Are You really saying that? Like, you sound here? stupid, and you're making us look stupid. We're gonna go out and we're gonna have we're gonna hang sixty on these guys by halftime, and they are because <laughs> they're just that good of a football team. You know, and, and it's maybe Trevor Lawrence will throw one interception this week. He's he's been well, average at best this year anyway <laughs> um great quarterback average very average here uh average at best let's say that again so there we there you go Clemson you know yeah're frustrating the... <laughs> man they're frustrating because they're such a good football team and I'd love to see them play good teams and they just don't and it's so frustrating with the ACC and that's my problem with the ACC my entire life they have really <laughs> good teams but they don't play anyone so the games aren't like. What are you getting? You're getting two good games a year. That's what I was thinking about. And you used that. to be able to count on Florida State, but you can't even count on them anymore. No, they're trash.
1: That's what I used to. I thought about with that ACC network. I'm like, there are not a lot of really good teams playing in ACC right now, <laughs> and they're not really playing anybody very well. So it's like, why would I guess yeah. fans of the ACC will watch it? Besides that, because Clemson fans don't even watch any more ACC opponents because it's like a really down conference, right? Dabble has to convince the media that the ACC is a great conference at this point.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, he doesn't even have to do that. They're just going to win all 12, so they'll be in the playoffs. Alright, let's move on. I've been waiting to go on this rant for my entire life. Number 7, Notre Dame is going to Athens in between the edges, hedges, and they are going to get beat by 6 billion points this week. Notre Dame, you suck. At football you're terrible I am tired of watching media year after year talk about how good Notre Dame is what does Notre Dame got to do to get into the college football playoff Notre Dame they're they're good they don't they can they go on the road a lot like their schedule's kind of tough they play subpar teams and they go on the road so that makes them a good team uh, Brian Kelly he wins 10 or 11 games every year you know what Join a conference. It's 2019. You're not going to win this game. You're not even going to be close. I'm tired of hearing about it. It is good to see game day at this game. Yeah, it's cool to see a classic program in the top 10 and all, and they're going to play Georgia. This game is not going to be close. Notre Dame fans get a grip. You think you're so much better than you are. This is not a good team. Notre Dame ruins college football. Last year, they ruined the college football playoff. They go into the college football playoff, and they get absolutely smoked the first round. Give me someone different. I don't care that you were undefeated last year and I'm still very pissed off about this <laughs> non10 months, however long it has been because you ruined the college football college football playoff, excuse me, because you gave Clemson no one to play. This is just a continuation of Clemson's regular schedule where they just play you know kind of one like pretty good team. they, they don't have the athletes. And these other teams have, like Clemson and Alabama and Auburn, yes, Auburn and LSU and Georgia and all of these other teams. There's a lot of SEC teams in there. The SEC team, the SEC. I am an SEC homer. If you've not tell. figured it out, <laughs> the SEC is by far the best conference in the nation. It is not even close. Big Ten's, Big Ten's good. You don't touch the SEC. Let's go back to to Notre Dame. You're not good. And I'm, and I'm just tired of seeing it year after year after year now. We saw it when Manti Teo was there. We saw it last year. You get to the big game because you just don't lose the games you shouldn't. Congratulations to you. That That is 12 games. You win 12 of them. You don't Here, have to play in the conference yeah, championship, here's, too. Here's a piece of cake. Like you know, what, you, It's so frustrating to see them take up a spot when I know there is a better football team out there right. that would perform much, 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 much better. Georgia should have been in over Notre Dame 10 times out of 10 last year. And they are going to show you on Saturday <laughs> why they are so much better. Georgia is what? An 11 and a half point favorite? That is a joke. That is a joke. You, you're this high and mighty program. You were rolling into Athens. Vegas gives you double digits to cover <laughs> double digits it is trash I'm tired so tired of seeing this navy and gold Mike Golick just let me shove Notre Dame right up your right up your, in your mouth every week because they're so good and blah 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 and they have this kid and they have that kid and this quarterback is good and that quarterback transferred and now he's at UCF It. You're not good at football anymore, Notre Dame. This is not 1980. Lou Holtz is not coaching you. You don't have Rudy on the sidelines. It, it's it's just not good football. <laughs> I'm tired of it. And this big idea that there's some huge national brand and kids want to go there is crap. I'm tired of hearing it. No one wants to go be stuck in the middle of nowhere Indiana for four years and play football for a team that's not going to win a national championship. And when you at least Clemson, they're in the middle of nowhere. They're winning. <laughs> and they're a good team. And they're respectable. Because they're doing it year after year, and when they get to the big stage, they have performed every single time, even when they've lost. Or, you know, go somewhere like, I don't know, Auburn, where even if you go 7-5 and five one year, you'll go 11-1 and one the next, and you still might get it into the playoff. And if and if you played Notre Dame, you would beat them every single day of the week. Georgia will win this game by 30 points. You got and 30? I, 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 I'm so heated about this game, and I cannot wait god i wish i was there i wish i was there not to wear red and black for georgia just to wear a shirt that says i hate you notre dame because i'm tired of hearing this narrative that they're a good team and a good program this is not the days of old i get so tired of hearing this crap about, oh, this historic football program. They're trying to return to dominance and blah, blah, blah. And kids want to go to USC. and Kids want to go to Notre Dame. Look at Southern Cal. They're in the crapper. And they <laughs> have been since Pete Carroll left. And I don't know what it's going to take for them to get back. It, but it is not an easy road. and it, It's, it, it's going to take Urban Meyer, as you yeah. suggested earlier. That is probably what it'll take. But it'll take them five or six years to even get back to being relevant. Because you're just not relevant right now. Right. If you're not challenging top five teams and on a neutral site, you are not a relevant football program. If you cannot have a chance against beating top five teams or top ten teams, you, I'm sorry, you're just not relevant. Notre Dame is going to get absolutely crushed, and I will enjoy every single second of it, and I hope Georgia fans are terrible to you, and I hope they tell you, how much your team stinks because they do brian kelly is an absolute just a fraud of a football coach not a human being i don't want to go after him personally but he's just standing over there looks exactly like the the mascot the notre dame mascot he just gets all cherry face and cherry nose and he just (laughs) turns red and gets real mad and he, he, he cannot just he cannot get a team to compete with the best teams in the nation He just stands on the sideline looking all mad, and he gets outcoached every time, and his players get outplayed, and it's the same old story over and over and over. And I am so thankful to Notre Dame for scheduling this game. Thank you, Notre Dame, for making an attempt to play someone. And thank you to Georgia for taking a game you don't have to take because your conference is good enough to hold its own, and you play Auburn. Even when the East is down, you play Auburn every year, and you'll play in the SEC Championship, so you'll either play Auburn again or, or LSU or Alabama, probably Alabama. And, and you're going to play a decent Florida team. You can guarantee one other school in the, in the East to be pretty good and a, a somewhat of a contender for the East title every year. So credit to you for scheduling a team that you don't have to schedule uh, because it, it's this is what I want to see. Yeah. This is college football at its best. Notre Dame fans saying we're so tough and we're so mighty and we're good Marching down to Athens and getting smoked by forty points in San Francisco, it's gonna
1: happen. <laughs> and as a, a side note, this game will be at eight o'clock on CBS. The they're, they're expect- love a night CBS game. By the way, sorry,
0: <laughs> sorry to throw you off there. <laughs> love, love, <laughs> need the more night of it. CBS game, love CBS games. I don't know why their quality is just better. And it will be ninety-two thousand
1: fans. They're expecting ninety-two thousand fans, and they have added an extra five hundred student, uh, five hundred student seats. For this game. So it's going to be a great game in between the hedges. And I, pick, I do pick Georgia as well. I'd say maybe 10 to 17 points. Okay. All right. Well, that, <laughs>
0: that's probably.
1: I'm saying, so, could tell you had a lot of words right now. You're passionate about 40, this.
0: 40, 45, maybe 60. Honestly. <laughs> I hope Notre Dame doesn't score a single point. God, I'd love that. All right. That's that's it for college football. We'll move on to a couple of NFL things. We'll try to wrap here, up here quickly. Um running a little long. There's just so many good games this weekend. I'm so excited to sit on my couch and watch football all day. Yep. It is it is great when the gamecocks are out of town so I don't have to go to the game so I can just sit on my couch, watch every uh watch every other game. We'll be moving an in. inch. Yep. No, not not an inch. Um <laughs> here we go. Uh Antonio Brown has been his deal has been cut with Nike by Nike. They have said we are done. Um, we don't really know. We, as the general public, don't really know what's going on with Antonio Brown and the allegations against him yet. We will see. Yeah. Um, I think it'll take some time. Um, I don't I don't think everyone's in a huge rush to make the decision now because they want Antonio to stop playing. Um, but the fact of the matter is, if Antonio was sitting in an office Monday through Friday, like most of America, um, this thing would take six months to play out. And people would treat him as he's innocent until proven guilty, as you should in the United States of America. Um, I don't think it's wrong to think that he—he—it's—it's uh, it's not wrong to say that the guy's not guilty until the guy's guilty. Um, and I haven't seen a lot of media say that, and and I'm and I'm happy. Right, staying impartial. Um, yeah, and if, and if he did this, I, and he's a terrible person, and his. And he should never be allowed back in the NFL. But I think a lot of the times in in media, we're too quick to criticize someone's character. Um, so, and Antonio is an eccentric person. Uh, so it, it's it's been good to see kind of that uh, that side of the media that they they've laid off. I think in the past, uh, media personalities gone after players, you know. Just for being accused of something When they don't have anything to do with it Um,
1: And then you look kind of crazy Well actually after you say that Nobody really wants to hear the rebuttal Nobody nobody wants to go back at you Yeah Yeah. because it's like at this point it's already out there That's the the thing that's terrible about accusations When they come out being false Yeah, But also uh, that helmet That he has signed the endorsement They've also pulled their uh, Endorsement from Antonio as well So It's not looking good for him
0: Yeah um,
1: but public perception keeps looking worse and, and worse. And the
0: signs are pointing to, yes, this is true. Um, if you look at these these kind of moves. if But it could just be these companies saying, hey, you know what? We're just, we don't know. We're just out.
1: We're not going to risk it. And then probably because of the events that took place prior with the whole uh, Oakland Raiders, especially for Nike, how that went. They're like, eh, let's just go ahead and pull before. We'd rather be too early than too late.
0: Yeah, yeah. And as I can't blame those brands. Uh, yeah. Probably, honestly, if I was Nike, I would have stopped when the whole feet thing happened.
1: Because they have so many, like Nike has so many athletes. It's like, yeah, they don't need to, Brown. Yeah, no, no. Like they have. I mean, think about it. So take off Antonio, still have um who uh,
0: Odell. So you're fine. You got Tiger Woods. Yeah. Did they
1: they did they stay with Tiger Woods well, all throughout to, his?
0: Uh, no, I believe. Actually, you know what? Nike may have. I don't want to say that for for sure. Yeah. Well, I'll go back and we'll look that up and we'll talk about it. Um. Next week. Next week, uh, when we drop Mondays, Mondays podcast. Um, remember, we're coming Monday and Friday. So move on. Uh, I know you said you want to talk about Jamal Adams fine a little bit. Yeah, let's, let's get into that.
1: I think it was what twenty two thousand, twenty one thousand. It was.
0: It was right above twenty thousand Twenty thousand dollars. Excuse me, twenty thousand for
1: hidden. Um, who was that? Baker, Baker Mayfield. I didn't think it was. I get what he's saying, but he said something very interesting. He was like, "I'm gonna keep playing my style of football." I'm paraphrasing here, and yeah, I'm like, that's it. "He said that." And uh, Shannon Sharp hit it perfect. He's like, "You can play your style of football all you want, but you're just gonna be out of uh, a lot of money because he said if this one's gonna be twenty-one thousand, the next one's gonna be forty-two thousand, the one after that's gonna be sixty-three thousand. So it's like I would caution you, like it's something to be stubborn. It's gonna really cost you. He's you're gonna end up paying for playing for free, I guess if you could. Yeah, that.
0: and that was my only problem with uh, the way. Adams handled this. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think the hit deserved a penalty. Uh, or it was a little late. You can throw the penalty. And, and if I'm a Jets fan, I probably boo that one. Yeah, definitely. Um, and, and if and if I'm a Browns fan, I can see why Jets fans are upset. But the fine? Yeah, was I was like, really? $20,000 plus, plus a few extras. I don't, I don't remember the exact number. And that is a lot of money for a hit that was a. Uh, Bang, bang. Pseudo penalty.
1: Yeah. That's a lot. And the thing is, these players get played per game. So, like, that could really do a lot on your per-game check. And they take it straight out. So, like, you're in, they're not waiting for you to pay it. Yeah. They'll take it. And I will say there's one thing that a lot of people saw. Because, you know, Jamal Adams is from LSU. Those guys, a little, well. he went to college LSU. a little difference so when he got up, uh, Baker Mayfield jumped in his face. And then I think somebody was like, Jamal looked at him like, I promise you, you don't want these problems. But, yeah, so.
0: Yeah. And, I mean, he's great DB. So, um, I mean, you don't, you don't want that kind of leaving your game. Yeah, and, and what you said about you know him playing quote unquote his kind of ball. Yeah, stupid. Yeah, stupid thing to say. Um, I I get it. I get he's frustrated, and it's easy to say that in the moment. You know what? I'm gonna just do me, and y'all gonna have to accept me. That's not how it works, Jamal Adams. Because you don't write your checks. Uh, the commissioner of the NFL has a lot of control over yeah. how much you get paid. So if you want to take a shot at him, which is basically what you did to millions and millions of people on Twitter, um I it's just not smart. And now the I don't referees something smart.
1: And now the referees gonna have their hand like almost in there like watching your hits in now because they because yeah. they already believe that you think that Yo, I'm gonna play however I will. Not like I said, I didn't mind the hit. I was like, yeah, I didn't really like the penalty. Definitely didn't like the fine. But it's just like don't put that out there because once you put it out there, you can't pull it back.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. You could have just not said that and just let it be. And been been all good. All right, uh, Jalen Ramsey requested a trade from the Jaguars after getting into it on the sidelines. I believe we talked about this on Monday with head coach Doug Marone. He um, will play tonight. Um interesting to see what's going
1: to happen. I'm pretty sure he gets traded. I was listening to uh, Chris Carter and some of the other guys talking to him. they're 99% sure and uh, is,
0: too. I've seen a lot of a lot of tweets from Adam Schefter and uh Ian Rappaport. um who I guess are kind of funnily enough having a little beef right now because Rappaport seems to be, has been accused, let's say this, of, of stealing Schefter scoops. Yeah, he yeah. He'll mess with the scoops. Those uh, guys we'll are important. How, <laughs> we'll see how that goes. I, I don't know what's going on with that. That's a nice, funny little media battle to follow. Um, I got either Eagles, Chiefs,
1: Tennessee, or Oakland. I would say he's going to go to one of those 14s was just what I'm guessing. He, they asked him earlier in the year if it was up to him to choose, although he doesn't get to choose here. He's getting traded probably. But he said he'd rather play – he'd want to play in Vegas, which would be where the Raiders are moving to, or at home. You know, he's from Tennessee. Uh, the Chiefs, I think, have – the Chiefs and the Raiders definitely have the draft picks, right? I think the Raiders have two draft picks coming up this year, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. And then they're saying...
0: Yeah, everyone away for draft picks.
1: And the, Jag- <laughs> and the Jaguars are saying they want two first rounds for them. So they had the draft They'll picks. They'll get it. They yeah.
0: Should. And if I'm a team... Let's talk about that for a second. Because you hear a lot of people get upset about giving away first-round draft picks. First-round draft picks are still improving talent. Yeah. You know? How many number one overalls have been bust? Yeah. Plenty. Like James Winston's about to be the next yeah, one. The yeah, next he's a, already a bust. James, I, that shocked me when he came out. I, James just doesn't have. He's got too many screws loose to be. Yeah, yeah, a good NFL quarterback. Um, but this is a number yeah, one guy. This like is, this is this the is best you, you are get. getting a proven DB who is gonna be playing his butt off. And, and now I imagine even more because he wants to prove something to the Jaguars about what they let get away from them. Um And he likes man-to-man coverage. Like, you can teach
1: somebody's own. He likes man-to-man coverage. Pretty much he's like, I'll take their best receiver and I'll do what I can with him. He has rare length and speed to yeah. be his size. So it's
0: like, this is exactly what you want. The Chiefs need a lot of help at defensive back, too. So I've seen the Chiefs circling out there a few times. I haven't followed it closely enough to give a prediction. Um, but we'll see. That'll be interesting uh, to see where he goes. Not great for me because I, unfortunately, drafted Jaguars on my fantasy team. Ooh. Um,
1: I got the uh, yeah. Patriots defense, so I'm yeah, doing Pats, pretty good right now. Pats were pretty good picks. So and it was, it was an auto one. i only
0: given up three points this year. And, no, and it was an auto-pick, too, so I was like, thank God. <laughs> Pat, Pats, by the way, playing the Jets this week. Good Lord. And then also – Pray for Jets fans.
1: It's going to be horrible for the Jets. It just keeps getting worse. And then Trevor Simeon, just, he's out for the season. Simeon's
0: out for the year. So, Let's they got it. Falk. We'll see how he goes. Throw Who the knows? whole team away. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I, I think they can still have a decent year. I mean, not great. I'm saying decent as in five wins. <laughs> so...
2: <laughs>
1: I'm looking Possibly. forward to uh, we'll that see. Monday night game, though, uh the Browns versus the – no, no, it's Sunday night football. It's Sunday night football. Yeah, it should be Sunday night The football. Browns versus the Rams? Yeah, I believe you are correct, sir. We're going to see what can happen. We're going to see if the Rams are able to – I'm pretty sure. I think the Rams won this. I don't really think that the Browns – I think the Browns are definitely up for the game, but – They cannot – the offensive line has to play well. Baker has to play well. And, obviously, you get Odell and Odell, Jarvis, the rest of the team, the ball, they'll make stuff happen. So
0: we'll see what happens. All right, let's get into my picks of the week. Um, Here we go. We've already discussed this a little. Only 11.5-point favorites, which I think is a little, you know, generous towards Notre Dame. Um, I would take Georgia if they were 1 billion-point favorites this week. Take Georgia. So you'd bet it off. They, I would put my house that they will win by at least twelve. Um, next one I got got a little got a little Pac-12 action. Oregon minus eight on the road at the farm, uh, playing Stanford this week. I I just I don't think Stanford is as good as they have been. Nope. And I, and I think uh, people just expected them to be better than they are this year, and they haven't been a very good football team. Meanwhile, Oregon, 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 Oregon's a good team. Justin Herbert's the guy
1: he was the preseason Heisman candidate.
0: Well, yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll see how Oregon does. Um I mean, if they just play their game, they'll they'll win by eight points. Nothing to worry about. Um Central Michigan at Miami plus thirty. I don't think Miami can score thirty.
1: Yeah, it was rough. I, I was Tate
0: Martell doing a quarterback at receiver out there. I, I, I haven't watched them a lot, but they struggled against UNC. I mean, obviously they lost to UNC. So, I yeah, yeah. put up like 20-something that game. And Central Michigan's not USC or UNC. The U uh, is officially not back again. Yeah, the U is another one of those programs that, that just drive me nuts how much people talk about, you're not back. Take a seat. Move <laughs> on. Get over yourselves. Um, Kentucky. I like Kentucky plus 7.5 at Mississippi State. I, if you want to play with a little money line action and, and go for – an underdog to win and get some better odds this week. I think Kentucky's your choice. I think Kentucky Kentucky can win this game. We'll see how they do. Um, but yeah, Kentucky's every bit of the team that Mississippi State is. I think this line is a little big. Especially watching Kentucky play last week against Florida. They played a good game. They don't have their quarterback. He went out in week two. But they are a good game. And they still have a pretty good defense. Um, and here we go. A little love to the coast. South Carolina. Coastal Carolina is going up to UMass this week, to, to Amherst, Massachusetts. And they are 15-point favorites. Take them. Take, take Coastal. I got Coastal for you. Um, we'll see how they do. Had a great team over the last few years. A lot of FCS runs towards the national uh, championship. Beat Kansas. Good. Yeah, they did. Great, great athletic programs at Coastal their gym they got to work on a gym it's it's looking like a middle school gym you like the baseball facility baseball facility they share one with the triple a or excuse me not triple a i think they're high single a uh myrtle beach pelicans okay um, so who are the texas rangers affiliate i believe right now uh they were the braves at one point um but yeah so great baseball facility there too and, and national champions um a couple years ago um but yeah, that's all we got. You got anything else? No, nah, that's it. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening. We will catch you on Monday. So we will be recording Sunday night. We'll have a show out for you Monday morning, hopefully. Um, make sure you follow us on Twitter at the lead underscore block. Uh, follow myself at Tyler Walters C N R, and follow me on Twitter at Matt the Chosen One, the number one. At Matt the One, the number the number one, the numerical digit. Um, I all we got. We got an Instagram coming soon for you. We'll, that'll be at the lead underscore block as well, so look out for that. Uh, subscribe to us. Make sure you subscribe, rate, leave a five-star review. Uh, remember, this has been a production of Garnet Media Group. And a special shout-out to Ben Sound. Thank you for Ben Sound for our audio. Thank you. Peace.